Welcome everyone and thank you so much for tuning into All About Fertility Podcast. I'm Ella, your host, and I am speaking with someone very special today. Now we're going to call him Jeff because of the uh, laws around anonymous donor. So I'm speaking to a donor, uh, a person who has donated their sperm to help families create their family dreams. Um, And, you know, as I have spoken in previous um, my pre- last podcast, there is a shortage of um, sperm donation in Australia. And so I thought it would be great to speak to someone who um, has donated and, you know, so they can tell us about their experience and what others can, uh, the whole process and, you know, how easy it is to, to donate. Um, but first of all, what I would love to, to do is first of all introduce you. So, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. That's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And then, secondly, what I would love to do is now, my husband and I, we used a sperm donor. And as I'm not able to speak to my donor, I would like to say to you, thank you for your gift. You have blessed our family beyond imaginable. You know, your selfless act. Um, has helped us create and achieve our family dreams. Um, And I'm forever, we are forever grateful. And, you know, she is smart. She's funny. She's beautiful. And, well, she's all me, really. (laughs) But she is just great. Um, So, again, thank you. That's okay. Look, that's what a wonderful story. I'm just um, touched that that's happened and, you know, helped your family out. So hopefully that was my whole intention that I could help others as well. So thank you. Right. Okay. So look, obviously you, you, you're not able to tell us your name or, you know, where you live or anything like that. So, but what I would like to do is just to tell a bit about yourself, like, you know, um, what you're like, what your situation is at the moment. Um, so, you know, we can sort of paint a picture. Sure. Sure. So I guess I've, you know, growing up, I, I was always, um, you know, I loved taking care of my my youngest um, cousins and I loved always being around children and looking after them and, um, you know, later down the track to going through a profession that um, that was, you know, in that sort of line of work. I just realised um, that it was something I always wanted. Unfortunately, I wasn't able um, to go down that line. Um, so my partner and I were both um, in a same, we're in a same-sex relationship. So you know, wasn't able to happen as easily as we thought it would. Uh, so I guess we looked into all other ways and we looked into lots of other options, surrogacy, adoption, things like that, and it's just um, a very long process, a very trying process, and I just I just felt I couldn't go through that um, process. So I guess the next easiest thing was, I guess, to help others that you know, really needed some help, but also, you know, be able to pass on my genetics and continue my family legacy, I suppose you want to call it, or my family line, but, you know, ultimately wanting to help out people that were able to go down the line in an easier fashion than than we were able to do. So that's sort of a little bit in a nutshell of what, uh, of where the intention was and where sort of the background has come from. Ah, oh, wonderful. But so you and your partner decided to donate. Yes, correct. Yes. Okay, so you've told us 
the why. Thank you. So how did you decide you were going to do this? Did you think perhaps you'll help friends Mm -hmm. who needed uh, a donor so you'll be a known donor to them? Um, Or did you think that you were going to do this anonymously and go straight to an IVF clinic? Yeah, look, we we did. We talked about that option and I sort of thought uh, and felt, you know, it's a tricky situation if something like that happens, you know, and you sort of have close relationships. I guess things can go in different directions that you expect to go and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, over time you don't, I guess, know what's going to happen. So we sort of thought about that and then we thought, no, I think it's best to just go down the line of a um, a you know a IVF clinic and mm-hmm. not sort of go down the line of you know known people or yeah. help people that we particularly knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so after you made the decision, what happened next? Did you start researching? Yeah. Did you see an advert somewhere? Um, what can you walk us through your next? Yes. Step? Yeah, it's it's actually quite interesting because we sort of all of a sudden just made that decision and we just went with it and just looked and sort of found out more information what we could online about uh, donating and IVF clinics and, you know, what was the whole sort of procedure roughly. Uh, so once we made that decision, we just sort of went gung-ho and just thought, okay, let's look what we can find. So we just did some searching, realised that it actually wasn't as difficult as we thought it would be to mm-hmm. donate. Uh, We looked at a few different IVF clinics and then we just sort of contacted the one that sort of just felt right to us from what information they had and, uh, you know, their website and things like that. And we just went down the road of choosing that one clinic and then we went from there. But it really was a bit of a shock to us at how easy it was to find information when you really wanted to look for it and how easy it was to actually go through the the entire process. So... When you made that initial phone call to the clinic mm. and you said, oh, hi, I'm just calling up to because I want to donate sperm, yes. what were they like? Oh, my gosh, come, come. Yes, that's basically, yeah. They, 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 it, was, it was just very simple and it was almost like when can we book you in for your first sort of interview and, and you know, information sort of session. So absolutely, yeah, it, it, it was definitely very welcoming, very simple and just a phone call away, literally. Okay. So you said that um, you had an interview. So can you tell us about um, the sort of appointments yes. you had and the, the first initial interview? How many appointments did you have to have? Did you have to go through counselling? If you can walk yes. us through that, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So I guess after the first little quick talk um, to the person that was in charge of the the sperm donation area. She sort of just said, Mm. uh, you know, this is roughly the process on the phone. And we said, okay, yes, that sounds great. Uh, We're happy to go ahead with it. So uh, we just booked in our first session um, together. So we went down together and the first session was a counselling session Mm -hmm. to just really um, work out the whole situation of are you prepared for everything that is to come, uh, are you prepared, you know, to go through this all the way, uh, anything that sort of came out of it, um, I suppose for me personally, you know, a little bit more deeper-seated uh, feelings about the surrogacy line and the adoption line that I thought, you know, were sort of past and okay sort of came up a little bit throughout the session and we sort of touched on that a little bit more. 
mm-hmm. uh, and realised, you know, that it sort of was something I really had to get through. Um, but it was fine. It was easy. It was simple, but really made sure I understood that uh, this is the way I'm now going to be going because once you do donate, there are certain limits on the amount of children that can be created mm-hmm. So from your donation. So that really impeded on the number, do I donate as much as I want to that limit or do I hold a little bit back in case one day I do want to do something again? So that mm-hmm. was something to really think about also. Uh, so after the first... Um, counselling session then we went away did you have a counselling session separately or did you do it together yeah so th- there was a total option of either way uh, there was okay. something totally to do separate or together we decided that we want to do the whole process together so we right. did everything everything together um well, not everything together, obviously, but we did <laughs> we did the counselling together. Um, yeah. We did all of the um, the testing together and things like that. But then all mm-hmm. the donation was done separately. Uh, so we we went through another counselling session after that first one. Uh, yeah. We went away after the first one and mm-hmm. sort of had time to think about, bring up any questions yeah. into the second one. Had the second session. Uh, that was all good. There were options for more counselling if needed, but. They felt that we were okay and we were right to go. So after mm. the second counselling session, it was basically, again, really simple. And, you know, the clinic did all of these sessions and booked everything in, you know, with you. So nothing was done, you know, nothing was hard, nothing was difficult. Everything mm. was done for you basically. Mm. So after that second session, we then went to a blood test yeah. uh, and a sperm, um, a sperm donation test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were all tested. Uh, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. later, we were called in. We had mm-hmm. a very thorough medical um, condition—not um, condition—a medical uh, uh, consult to mm-hmm. go through the results of the blood and the sperm and mm-hmm. explain, you know, what's been found, anything like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So once all that was hap- all that went through and, and was fine, then mm-hmm. your sperm was then put into quarantine just for a little while to make sure nothing um, came out of that um, mm-hmm. for obviously, you know, um, reasons for, you know, diseases and things like that. Yeah. Once all that was clear, then they just contacted you and said, when are you ready for your first donation? And then all, mm-hmm. the, all the donation times were all back-to-back just set up, really simple, mm-hmm. Uh, the place where we went to was very accessible, you know, before work, after work, weekends. Mm. It, there was no time. There was no reason for not going really. So yeah. everything was just done really, really quickly, really back-to-back, as I mentioned. Mm. So once they um, achieved enough vials and the uh, quota was taken, then they brought you back in for a final blood test again and another final sperm um donation test to just Mm -hmm. double check the quarantine again for i think Mm -hmm. it was about a month or a few weeks of quarantine again and then once all that was clear and and done then it was your profile was up and live and it was ready to be chosen gosh so So you know it was really quick (laughs) turnaround really Uh, yeah and how many times did you have to donate? So it wasn't just the one time that you had. Um... No, no. So the donation was probably, oh, look, if I think about it, maybe five, four, mm. five, maybe six donation times, I mm-hmm. think. Um, 
but that was over as much time as you as you wanted to do. You know, there was no sort of set time, okay, you have to come every two weeks or you have to come. Mm, like it, it mm-hmm. was over whatever you were able, you know, to get in or whatever timing was right mm. for you. There was no mm-hmm. set procedure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it was definitely more than once. It was, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure about five, six times I think it was. Yeah, yeah. but then okay. that, of course, do, goes with how many vials you are willing um, to, you know, how many children you are willing to use from that donation depends on mm-hmm. how many vials they then use. So depending mm-hmm. on your limit, it will then mm-hmm. depend on how many they can get out of, of the vials. Right. And, of course, you know, your, your ratio depends on how many vials they can get from each donation. If you don't have quite obviously enough in each donation, then it will have to take you a few more donations to reach that number of vials. So it, it does depend on per, person to person, as I mm-hmm. understood. Yeah. Uh, so that was sort of our amount. We, we both had about the same uh, donation amount time. So mm-hmm. we obviously were very similar in each donation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because in each state it's it's quite different how yes. many families a donor is allowed to um, donate to. Yes, it is. Each, each mm. state does, and that's something that we were never aware of also when it came to looking at all all facets of IVF, you know, mm. surrogacy and all of that. That's It's very different from state to state. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was another thing that sort of made our decision um, a little bit harder as well and what direction mm. we wanted to take yeah mm-hmm. um and so i mean i obviously we don't know what state you are and that's fine sure. did you decide to go to the maximum or did you decide to hold back or is that something that you're not comfortable sharing with us no no um i'm more than comfortable um sharing if you know any mm-hmm. any of this can help people ella then <laughs> i'm more than happy to 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 share yeah so no look i i personally um held back a little bit because right. i just wanted you know i still i guess wasn't sure exactly where the future would take me or what would happen mm. in you know future you know future times in regards to legality within Australia and laws mm. against you know sur- surrogacy and things like that so I did hold mm. back um, a couple yeah so I did not go to the maximum no okay and so once your details went live yes then what happened did you um, hear so- from them yeah so, yeah, so look, once, once I guess maybe all uh, IVF clinics maybe are different, but the one where we went to, uh, they then notified you once your profile was up and running and live and able to be chosen. So mm-hmm. they made you aware of that. Uh, but you don't really hear any more from that unless they oh. have questions from uh, the people wanting to use your donation. There may be questions about, um, you know, can I use it for another sibling? Can I use it um, to take it into state? Things like that. Well, then they do contact you. But other Mm. than that, there's no contact until there is a birth. That's how it works in in my state. I don't know, obviously, how all states are, but that's what's Mm -hmm. happening with us now at the present moment. So have you received an email Yes, so I've received an email, um, I've received a letter, I've received a phone call from the clinic, I've received all three options because um, there has been some um, options of people wanting to question, you know, ask me of some questions as in, you know, will, they, will I allow a second birth and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I have been notified. Um, so probably... Once again, it was a very quick um, turnaround. I think, wow. uh, you know, we basically nine months after I was 
um, my profile was live, I was mm. notified by the IVF clinic. Um, so it happened very quickly. Super so slim. something, <laughs> so something <laughs> was obviously, uh, you know, something obviously caught the eye of of some family or you know yeah. some person out there. Um, mm. And I was notified very quickly. I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. Yes. Uh, so it was, you know, it was a lovely feeling, uh, but okay. very mixed so, emotions. <laughs> so did you did you open up an email first or did you receive a call? Which which came first? I opened first? up an email first. Yes. Okay. So when you were yeah. sitting down wherever you were and yeah. you were like, oh, this email's come through and you clicked through and you read it, what was yes. going through your mind? When I first looked at it, I thought, oh, that's, oh, I wonder what, you know, what they're wanting because I wasn't mm-hmm. really, suppo- you know, really expecting anything. So I sort of thought, oh, th- you know, there's an email from the clinic. I wonder what they're wanting. I pressed on it uh, and, you know, and then the email sort of just said there has been, a you know, a birth created from your donation, uh, you know, and they just tell you the the the, the month and mm-hmm. uh, the date and the month. They think they, I'm pretty sure it is, the date and the month um, and the sex of the child and, mm-hmm that's sort of all you get to know and that's perfectly yeah. fine. That's all I, I was aware, you know, that's what I was aware would be told to me. I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. more, but it was, um, yeah, it was very, I, I can't really explain because there was many emotions at once. I sort of had to double <laughs> read it really because I just thought, oh, gosh, is this happening already so so quickly? And yeah. so, yeah, it, it was it, it was a lot of emotions, you mm. know, some really great emotions. Mm. Um, but also, I guess, you know, again, some sort of emotions that are like, oh, wow. So I guess, you know, it's great I've helped someone, but I guess at the same time that child isn't here with me, you know. So mm. it, it was a mm. bit of both, but relieved that I was able to help someone more than, you know, worrying about, oh, look, you know, that child's not here with me and it wasn't my child born with me. But, Mm. yeah, more relief that I've been able to help someone in that first moment when I was told. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And then since then, have you had any more emails? Uh, Yes, I've had quite a few emails actually. So so I've, um, I've actually had... Um, I don't know whether I, I guess I can say the number, I suppose. Mm. Um, so I've actually had five births um, happen from, wow. from my donation. So I've helped five separate families. None of them are related. So mm-hmm. I've helped five separate people to, you know, start their family, just, wow. just like you to, to be able to have that opportunity to have a child. Oh, so, that's just wonderful. So it's, wonderful. yeah, it's been really, um, it's been really um amazing really Mm. so yeah so five is just incredible and so when you um so obviously you've obviously discussed that with your partner um you know oh my gosh you know I've created I've created a baby and what about your partner um has he or because that could be a bit awkward isn't it (laughs) yes yeah and look we we were sort of we 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 sort of talked about that from the beginning and thought this is going to be interesting what happens if one you know one child is born and one doesn't have a child mm-hmm. born and you know mm-hmm. we we were just we were just thinking one really uh, yeah. we weren't thinking that we would have more than one really uh, straight mm-hmm. away so we sort of thought and we both had that idea of okay can we handle if one child is born from someone but no one 
ever gets, you know, the other one never gets a child born. Mm, mm. So, you know, we, we were ready for that, but we're, mm. we're lucky, I suppose, that we've both been able to help families. So he also oh, has had the, the, the email and the phone call. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, so it's, it's been great that we've both been able to, to help totally, you know, separate families over multiple times, which is just fantastic. Yeah. So, Wonderful. you know, just the two of us have been able to help quite a few families. So imagine mm. if so many more people out there were able to go out and do this, how many more families could be helped? Absolutely. Because <laughs> this is just the two, this is just two people helping and we've been able yeah. to help, you know, so many families. So it'd just be amazing if more people were to go out there, even more families could be helped in this situation. Absolutely. And this is why, you know, raising, uh, having this podcast and, you know, speaking to you to raise awareness um, to let people know that it is such an easy process and, you know, the, the clinics will work with you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, which is amazing. So, okay, right. So you've created these, um, you know, families now and you have children um, mm-hmm. from your donor. Um, now yes. at 18, yes. as a donor conceived adult they're actually able to access their files yes now how would you feel if one of them or all of them contacted you yeah look and that was another thing that was raised within the counseling sessions they make you very aware of that they they go through that that's probably one of the bigger things they really do hone in on within the counseling sessions to really make Mm. you aware that one day you may get that knock on the door, I guess, or some Mm. type of connect, you know, connection and want, you know, some type of ability to be able to connect. Mm. So they make you very aware with that uh, and they make you very clear on that. Mm. And we both, you know, talked about it as well after that first session and came home thinking, you know, what would have happened again if one of us were to get that connection and one of us didn't, you know, how Mm. would we feel? And, or how would we feel if, you know, we both get that connection? So you know, we both are totally open to that. Uh, we, you know, we know that that could be a possibility. Um, and I'm, I personally am more than open to that. So uh, I'm not sure if people, you know, realise as well, but within the information that you fill out at the beginning and all your family history and all of those sort of things, you are able at the end of your profile to make any message or any letter Mm. to your donor people uh, but also Mm. to the children that are being created from your donation so Mm. I you know I personally wrote something to the donor uh, that was using sorry to the person that was using me Um, Mm. so and I also wrote a uh, a message to the child you know that if they wanted to get that message and have that then I, I wrote something to them being more than willing to connect if that's what they wanted. Mm. That's beautiful. I remember, you know, it's taking me back to when I was reading the application for our donor and reading his letter, and I think that's the one that really nailed it um, yeah. for us was the, was the letter that he wrote to our, our future child. Um, mm. And we're like, yeah, okay, right, that's it. That's that's the one. Yeah. So yeah. there's a real connection in those words. Um, mm. You know, so you feel reassured that they won't be 
because you just don't, you know, at the end of the day, we want to love them and we bring them up in a home where, you know, they feel, well, uh, we share their story so they can feel comfortable and own their <clears throat> their story and, you know, feel confident to go out into mm. the world. Um, but then again, you know, we don't know the way how they are going to feel because you, you hear so much stories out there that yeah from other children donor conceived children where it hasn't been so smooth for them and you know yeah. loss of identity etc um <clears throat> so you know it's nice to know that if they do have that and they want to contact that you're not you know that there's that welcome that you are welcoming them yeah absolutely uh, so that's reassuring um so how do you feel if equally no one contacted you Look, I guess I'm ready for that as well, I suppose. Uh, you know, again, that's that's something they talk to you about, that, you you know, you may never have someone contact you. And if mm. that's the way that it is, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm prepared for that as well. It is what it is. That's the whole part of, I guess, donating anonymously that, you know, people may not want to contact you or, you know, know who you are. And that's totally fine as well. I guess you have to mm. understand you know, there's two sides to this. Yeah, there, there is that opportunity that you may be able to connect one day out there, but there's always the chance that you may never connect. So I guess you have to understand both ways. But if that's if that's how um, the, the dice rolls, I suppose, if you want to say, if that's how the dice rolls for me, then that's how it rolls. I'm, I'm more than happy. I'm more than fine either, either way. Yeah. 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 So, look, it's great to hear your story and how easy it is to donate. However, as I mentioned at the beginning, there is a shortage of sperm donors. Now, why do you think that is? Look, it's an interesting question. I, I guess when we were looking, we never realised that there was. Um, we, yeah, mm. it's not something that we really, I guess we didn't really think of. I guess we didn't really have to until we decided that we wanted to donate. But it was not something that I really realised that there was a shortage. But as I've gotten, as we've gone through the process from beginning to end and now later on, you know, we've realised that there is actually a lot because they were they were telling us as well at that time, and this was now a couple of years ago when we started the process, that they were in a shortage. So with everything that's happened now since COVID-19 and all of that, I guess that's probably caused even more of a shortage because people obviously were restricted and just didn't want to go out. But... Um, I, I really think I really think it's interesting because I think a shortage for Australia is really comes down to two things. I think one, I don't think people realize how easy it is uh, to do it. Uh, and two, I, I think it's really mm. just something that has never been in our culture in Australia, you know, like in America, you know, and even just, you know, silly references in movies and shows and things, you know, they mm. talk about a sperm bank and, mm. you know, go down to this and do it and, you know, get it paid for your sperm donation and just things like that. I, I think here we never really had anything to even remotely get our thought of. So I, I think it comes down to those two things. Mm. And, you know, you are right. In the States it is commercial and it is known that the donors are paid. Mm. And you hear, you know, donor banks advertising for their Ivy League <laughs> donors. Um, and I'm not sure if you pay more for an Ivy League than your regular Joe, but I'm sure that, and this is just my opinion, 
that if the laws were changed, perhaps, um, you know, maybe not, you know, changed to um, commercial, but they were compensated more than the current rate at the moment, perhaps there may be more donor sperms and egg donations in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, I do. I think it, I think that's a big factor to it, really. And, and I guess, you know, in a lot of things down the road of IVF in every way, Mm. Australia is very different to other countries, aren't we? So I think, I I think that's probably a a really big thing in the Mm. scheme of it, that if it were to be changed, possibly, yeah, I think things probably would change in the amount of donations as well. Mm. Um, And that's not to say, that's, that's not to say, you know, I'm saying that, you know, you should be compensated profusely for that, like you mentioned, but if some type of compensation was given in a little way, then I think it could be more promoted. Yeah. Now, we had a chat prior to this interview and your story inspired me, inspired me so much. In fact, I contacted a friend who just so happened to be gay. He is smart He's beautiful, he's gorgeous, he's got a gorgeous soul Mm. and he doesn't want any kids. And I asked if he would consider being a donor and it never crossed his mind at all. Um, You know, in fact, I should really organise an info evening, right, to to raise awareness. But it's not on the forefront of people's minds, you know, especially talking to my friends. And as he said, it never crossed his mind in order to yeah. donate. Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly right. And it just shows, you know, for you to say that some of your friends have never even really thought about that, it's, it just shows that it's just something that, as you said, it's it's not in the forefront of people's mind, but it is just something that is so easy and mm. and so accessible to mm. do. There's so many clinics out there that, that would accept someone for a donation, mm. for a sperm donation. So it's, it's just something that is so easy for, for a male who wants to go down that line mm. to be able to do to help another family or to help anyone. So what would you say to men out there in order to encourage them to donate? I would say that it is just, it is so much easier than you think it is. It is so much more rewarding than you could possibly imagine when you get that email or that letter or that phone call. It it just makes you feel such great worth in general to the community, but more so, you know, to yourself. You know, you've actually helped someone and someone like me who has always dreamed of that ability to have some a family, you know, you are able to help someone in this way so easily it is just so easy guys just go and look into it go talk pick up the phone ask a question to the clinic just go in and and see what what they information they give you and and then take it from there because it is just so easy really is it's just simple thank you thank you so much i can't wait for this podcast to go live because then i can send it out to all my mates so they can hear how easy it is and for others um i just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me about your journey and sharing thank you for being so open i really appreciate it no that's my my pleasure look if 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 I can get one more person person to donate out of this podcast, then I'm I'm happy and I've you know I've I've helped I've helped you to get your 
message out there that if we can just get one more person that's one more person that could be giving you know a handful of children out there to mm. to to families you know one person it's not just one person to one child it's one person can help multiple people so if you know if one person just donates from this and that's the ability to help multiple families so that's you know that in itself is is a dream for me to be able to help others as well so you're you're welcome thank you well jeff thanks again for your time no no problem thank you ella and thank you for your podcast because you know if it wasn't someone like you doing a podcast like this and you know again it would probably not even be out there so thank you to you oh thank you you're so kind my pleasure thank you bye